Hello and welcome to my podcast called The New Decibels and I'm your host Nirjit Dey Bhattacharya. Come take this tour with me where we explore how to build great companies, what practices to follow and implement to get the greatest culture and greatest revenue, how to have an impactful branding exercise and anything that comes in between. And as always, remember to follow us on Instagram by the handle New Decibel for daily content dedicated to the same. Reach out to me for any feedback or commentaries. Hope you have a learning experience from today's episode. Let's jump right in. Hello and welcome to a very new episode of The New Decibel and I'm your host Nirjit Dey Bhattacharya. Yes, 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 I know it's been a while but things are looking up. I've been dead tired with a lot of work and to be fair I've been also sort of working as a dead corpse because I was so sick I got hospitalized I ran 104 fever but now all of that is in the past and we're recording new episodes um and I'm really excited about it so today's episode is actually a very interesting topic it's called localization and why localization is an important uh, aspect of running or setting up a business especially when you're an international entity looking into moving into um new markets but before we sort of explore localization i wanted to actually talk about globalization now globalization uh as a topic has been done to death i think every every marketing student every person who does sales everyone who has done anything remotely related to studying about business concepts in school or college um has actually had the opportunity to read about globalization and why not i mean that is the reason why the economies have grown so much the reason why everyone interacts with each other on such a large scale uh but it's important to before we move into localization to sort of understand what is the importance of um globalization as a product so now if i can put it into words uh globalization is basically identifying the uniqueness of a product and replicating it at scale in different economic and social geographies where it becomes a part of the norm right uh what that basically means is that when you have a product for example a makeup or a food or a clothing or a br- anything right whenever you can sort of take that unique product to your specific geography say you're from india and you take a really nice clothing concept say the turban and this is what by the way gucci had done they took the concept of turban which is a very indian um sikh uh which is a religion in in india their specific uh artifact religious artifact they took that they fashionized it and they put it into the international market in uk and us where they were selling it for god knows how many i think 800 dollars which is fucking crazy but the good bit is uh because of that there was a huge amount of outplay of what the sikhism is and how they use it and what's the purpose of a turban uh so that was an interesting bit that's that's basically globalization of a product however there was a lot of flack um because because of it uh, the the turban being a religious artifact uh the fact that gucci had commercialized it and they had printed some god knows what fuck all on it people sort of went crazy on it and and rightly so right um this this actually happens a lot with globalization is that you have to be culture sensitive because if you're not uh because now every information is out there for people to consume when you fuck up like that there are going to be people who are going to get really pissed off and they're going to want some ramification uh so when you had situations like these it sort of went bonkers i remember lady gaga and and i think kate moss if i'm not wrong they sort of dressed as kali which is an indian goddess and and people were very very hurt by that also so we have sort of seen um these sort of things happening throughout throughout the world but what globalization has done is that it has allowed an american 
to now know what goes down in India and use that for their own benefit, right? Uh, some of the more um, renowned examples of globalization is, of course, going to be McDonald's. I mean, there's this whole concept called McDonaldization, if I can get that right, uh, which basically means that you have gone ahead and taken the concept of McDonald's and set it up throughout the world, and it's fucking doing great. I mean, you can literally go to any country in the world and you can look for McDonald's and they'll know about it. Whether they know about their president or not is a different question. But what happened when you think about McDonald's? Um, I mean, the first thing that comes in our head is the golden arch, right? Um, whenever you think of fast food, the only thing that goes through your head is McDonald's. And that is because they have taken that concept of fast food and globally uh, made it their own turf, which means that whenever you want to go like, hey, listen, I want to have a little bit of a quick food on the go, you're like, oh, wait, I can pick up a McDonald's, right? Um, Chicken Nuggets, now that is an exceptional branding that they had done uh, worldwide. Um, very little has changed other than the sauces, very little has changed in the presentation and the sizes and, and the way it looks. So you can go throughout the world and you can uh, order yourself McChicken Nuggets and they will literally be the same. Uh, so that familiarity always really does help. Uh, but other brands also, KFC, I mean you think about fried chicken, that's the first name that sort of comes in your head. Uh, you want to look at healthy food, that's right, Subway is the word that, that goes through your head, right? And these small, small, um, I mean, we don't give it a lot of thought, but globally, these brands, what they have done, they have taken a concept, uh, whether it's the chicken, whether it's, the, it's fast food, whether it's healthy food on the go, and they have made it their own, right? Uh, whenever you think, for example, it's, it's not just limited to food. So, for example, whenever you're thinking about a luxury car you want to buy, you don't necessarily think about Rolls Royce or, or a Bugatti in the first go. You think about a Mercedes, or BMW or an Audi and the reason that is is because worldwide these German cars have sort of made luxury car their forte and whenever you think about it, and of course there are cars better than a BMW or an Audi or a Mercedes out there right I mean of course a Rolls Royce is always going to be better than a BMW but that's not the first thing that comes in your head when you think about buying a luxury car you think about these three and it's not just in India it's globally wherever you think about it these are the three names that sort of pop up um, and that is what these guys have done. They have taken a concept and they have made it all into their own, right? Uh, so it's, it's very interesting to sort of look at how global brands uh, look to expand their businesses by making sure each and every market sort of speak about them, right? And sort of to take into target the scale of things that small some brands can really, really do. Uh, for example, Uber, right? Now Uber is worldwide. Amazon is worldwide. Uh, the reason why they have been so successful is because uh, globalization is an, is an isolated concept, right? Um, as people and their knowledge grow, so does their everyday consumption in all spheres. So what happens is people are constantly looking for what, are, what is going on uh, in the Western market or what is going on in the smaller markets and they want to consume that. They want to integrate that sort of um, niche into their lifestyle uh, and because of which globalization has become so easy. I mean. There was a time, for example, in India where, and not too long ago, about four or five years back, six years back, if I'm not wrong, where uh, booking a cab was as good as selling your kidney and then some because it was so fucking expensive. You can fucking go from place A to B without actually paying uh, less than almost about $70. And, and the place A to B is really about like five kilometers. So you can imagine, right? Um, but now, now it's crazy. You got to pay what? 
two dollars three dollars for that sort of distance it's, it's changed the game and that's what uber has done uh they've taken an international concept um of of cab hailing and they've brought it to more markets such as india and and, and other pakistan for example where they have really integrated uber into the daily lifestyle of people right now localization um as ironic as it can be is actually a more advanced version of version of globalization right um, contrary to people what what people believe uh, for localization to happen a global product already has to be present hence the need and requirement uh, for localization let me put that into perspective right now McDonald's in India for example serves some pretty okay okay food but McDonald's within India has different menus for um, for for example the the, the West Market, which is in Bombay, etc., uh, and the North Market, which is Delhi, right? Um, and it's interesting because the food has been done in such a way that it sort of caters to uh, the different taste um, of these two different geographies. Now, this sort of happened because of another reason, which is like a conflict between the parent company and the Indian franchisee owner. However, uh, one thing that does happen um, across brands in India is that they do not serve beef in their menu, right? So when an international fast food chain comes to India, for example, a Burger King or, or McDonald's or KFC, um, they don't serve beef because cow meat is banned in India, right? For religious reasons and because of which we have seen a major, major uh, localization of a global product whether you're looking at the Whopper or whether you're looking at the Big Mac now they all come in the chicken and the veg version right which is not something you can get globally um, so the reason and requirement for that is because when you're trying to sell a product it is extremely important to make sure that um, it is appetizing to the people who you're trying to sell it to right um, it sort of confirms with the laws which are prevalent in that particular geography uh, and most importantly is that in the long run it can be sustainable right um, so beef had to go out of the picture all uh, fast food chains uh, which are you know on the quick go make sure that they're not selling beef because of the compliance issues um, I mean you have buffalo meat which you can get but cow meat is a strict no so yeah, I mean, that's one of the major, major things that it happens. And localization is, is basically branding the product in such a way that it resonates better with the local population. Um, and wherever there is a sense of familiarity, people will always trust the product and they will buy more. That's always the idea of it. So when you have a product which you know, for example, if in India, um, they have a lot of um, paneer, which is tofu uh, or cottage cheese. You have a lot of products within these fast food chains which serve um, tofu or a, or a cottage cheese based product as the vegetarian option. In China, for example, um, eggs sell like hotcakes in KFC and the reason for that is uh, because it's, it's such a quick and more localized food there that it, it just sort of goes really well, right? Um, for example, even other spheres of the industry sort of have uh, replicated localization within their product. For example, Amazon allows for cash on delivery, so does Flipkart, etc. Now, the reason behind that is, is because when India, as a market which has grown very recently, they had a huge trust issue when it came to internet. Uh, they didn't trust the product. Um, and as, as crazy as it might sound to the Western world, 
we said, hey, listen, we're going to allow you to pay for the product once it reaches um, your household. And that obviously was the, the distrust on, on, in Internet. And also because uh, people are very worried that their bank details through the cards would be stolen, etc. I mean, you have these sort of panic situations which, which come up every once in a while. So people were like, hey, listen, I'm okay shopping online. I'm willing to do that for you, but you have to provide me cash and delivery. And voila, cash and delivery was born, right? Um, Again, as I said, McDonald's and other food chains always coming up with Indian specific flavors. Every once so every festival, etc., they sort of go hard into it. Domino's, for example, during uh, Navratri, which is nine days of all veg food happening in the northern part of India, don't sell non vegetarian food, which is a sucker because not everyone sort of caters to that uh, belief, but well, they do it and it sort of does um, come out as a good branding exercise. Even car companies, as I was discussing earlier, they have different engines which are there in, in the Indian market, which are smaller in sizes to sort of be compliant to the greenery laws or, or overall taxation laws, etc. Right. So localization does really, really help a brand establish itself because when you have a globalized product which enters the market, people are excited. But in the long run, they want something that is familiar, that is comfort for them. And that only and only happens when you sort of localize the product. So it has to be the right product. And to make it scalable, you have to localize it. Um, so yeah, that's that basically what localization can do. It can help you sustain in the market longer. It can help you uh, familiarize yourself with the local population. It can help you get a foot into the door and make sure that you are selling the big numbers which you require to sustain. And that is our product story on how localization can help you build your brand and how brands in India have done terrifically uh, from the concept of it. Hope you enjoyed it. See you next episode. Thank you